What's up, everyone? It's Harrison at Twitch underscore 35 on Twitter, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Lecture Hall presented by Student Union Sports. On today's show, we have Tender Daddy, the authority on all things chicken tenders. We talk some cryptids and urban legends and even some professional bowling. This is a show you definitely don't want to miss, so sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome, all my nuggets out there. It's <laughs> Beastie Hops, aka Bryce Hopwood on Twitter. I think I changed my Twitter name to Big Hoppa so that people would know me more more fluently with the show. We have Harrison, aka Shooters Simbings, at Twitch underscore 35 on Twitter. And joining us as well, my guy, Tender Daddy. What's up, my nuggets? New- yeah, baby. Uh, the newest to join under the student union umbrella. He is here. We're talking chicken and cryptids and a little bit of golf on yeah. this episode. It's going to get weird, but, you know, we're going to be talking chicken, cryptids, golf, and truly's baby. Oh, that's nice. Oh, man. That went down a little too smooth. Mm. Early and often, early and often. All right. So, first, I want to start out with a little talk, Tender Daddy. I want to go through. So, give me a little bit about yourself. How long you've been talking tenders, and uh, you know what what brought on your your tender loving self. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm Tender Daddy. I uh, I live in the Greenville, South Carolina area. Uh, so my page it focuses around the tenders that you can find in Greenville, South Carolina. And, but my job that I actually do other than eating tenders, I, uh, I actually travel a good bit, um, helping support with uh, point of sale systems for like grocery stores, like whole foods and whatnot. So when I travel, mm. I definitely want to try out those tender spots there. Um, this, <laughs> this whole page started kind of as a joke. Um, I have a buddy that, I mean, whenever I go to a restaurant, I will always go with chicken tenders if they're on the menu. Um, even at like, uh, I kind of strayed away from it with Mexican restaurants, but now I kind of have yeah. to try because maybe that Mexican restaurant has the best tenders you can find in Greenville County. But no one knows until you try it. But, um, I had a buddy of mine. He, uh, he was like, what are your thoughts on the chicken tenders at Spinks? Um, I don't know how far out Spinks um, reaches, but Spinks is a gas station in the southeast region, and they have what they classify as legendary chicken. Um, and just as a joke, I wrote out this eloquently worded um, text message to him, and he said, dude, we just need your thoughts on like all the chicken tenders you can find. <laughs> and uh, from that, I just I started an Instagram page where it was just me and one other guy and um, they kept sharing the content and um, now I'm sitting at, you know, over 520 followers um, on my Instagram page. It's, it's probably like 518 more than I ever thought I would have. Um, But I've been doing this since early February, um, the page at least. That's insane. I was number 530 tonight. Um, so I I mean this is like it's just chicken everywhere so (laughs) (laughs) it's just like crazy town so what is with the what's with the mask because your first couple posts are just pictures of the of the tenders right and like a paragraph but then we get to the tenders at Publix this is February 15th of this year, we kind of got the the vibe coming out, um, and and like 
it's the mask. The mask makes it. What's what's with the mask? <laughs> so I got this mask at a uh, WWE uh, SmackDown event. Um, it's a Rey Mysterio mask, but um, I bought it and my seats for the event were like right on the ramp where the wrestlers like walk in and I'm sitting with my buddy and I am just yelling at every wrestler that's coming by. I'm just pointing and yelling and calling them out. And uh, there was one instance where they were cutting a promo. So it wasn't a fight. They were just like trash talking their opponent and he was standing right at the ramp and I'm just giving him hell. I'm just yelling at him. And I was getting texts from friends. They're like, dude, you need to calm down. (laughs) But, um, so the, the mask kind of grew infamy within my friend group then. Um, but when I started the page and the two friends I started with um, started sharing it, people had no idea who I was. And I just thought it would be funny, like within my friend group, to just try to make it mediocrely, like, mysterious. And um, I'm like, well, I have this mask that has a face opening, so like at least I can eat the tenders in it. Um, so it, it's kind of just like a silly joke. I mean, the, the friends that started following me early on, I thought it would be easy for them to realize it was me and just have a quick laugh about it. But one of my best friends went maybe like two months without knowing it was me. Um, <laughs> like my best friend, my best friend in the world, like he called me after I did one of my reviews and he was like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm trying to, it was when I started switching over to video and I didn't know how video on Instagram worked. I've never done it before. And there's like a time limit, but you can put it on Instagram TV where it's longer. And um, I was just telling him like, dude, I'm trying to figure out this issue with posting videos on Instagram. He's like, why in the world are you posting a video on Instagram? I'm like, well, it's for the review. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was just like silent and I let the tension build a little bit. And he's like, oh my gosh, are you who I think you are? I'm like, how, how did you not know? <laughs> but yeah, the, the mask is just, it started out as just being mediocrely funny, but now with the followers going well past my friend group, it's, it's just become a staple that I feel like I need to keep up. I, I, when Harrison told me you were coming on, I literally said he has to wear the masks, the mask. I have no interest in what he actually looks like. So <laughs> there's not much below beneath this mask. So it's actually a big help for me. <laughs> oh, come on now. Hey, here at student union, we, we bring each other up. So I can't imagine that's the case. <laughs> the All right. view in oh, the I mean, Atlanta airport, when you said you got, you got cut off by TSA the first time for wearing yeah. the mask. And then you, when you said, this mask is pretty much everything that the CDC tells you not to wear. I lost this. (laughs) I didn't notice it until then either. Like I sat down in the concourse a where my connection flight was. And um, this guy comes over. He's like, what are you doing? I was in the middle of recording my first take and I was trying to explain to him. I'm like, I'm not shady at all. Like I'm just, it's just my gimmick. And um, he, he, I finally got him to be like, Hey, just let, give me five minutes. Like I'll take it off right after I'm not going to leave this table. And he was like hovering around watching me pretty close, but, um, but yeah, that was, I, I didn't think about that. And then when I was looking at myself in the, in my uh, selfie camera, I was like, you know, this is a face mask, but it's definitely not helping anything with, you know, breathing and whatnot in the proximity of people. But what you got, I got to do what I can for attendees though. Hey, I'm all about the tendies, man. So, for somebody who has not gotten a chance to watch all of your all of your ones so far, I think I'm about halfway through. Who is the best tendies that we've reviewed so far? Who has them right now? Yeah, hands down, hands down. Um, I was in Nashville, Tennessee. It's hard to get bad chicken in Nashville in the first place, but um, Prince's hot chicken. Um, there's this debate going on whether if Prince's is the best or Hattie B's. Um, there's a big debate. And um, uh, for me, I mean, both of them are so good, but hands down, like Prince's is an institution. Like they know what they're doing. And I thought I had a picture of what the perfect tender was in my mind. 
it didn't get a 10. It, it's the only tender that's reached in the nines. But, um, man, the, the flavors, it was hot, but it was, there were like these like acidic kind of like citrusy like notes underneath. And it was just solid chicken, like Princess Hot Chicken in, Nash in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, definitely the best I've had so far. Which level of hot did you get from Princess? There's a lot of levels. Um, I I told I I explained to the lady what I was doing, and I try to rank the tenders with the just regular plain naked, base right? To try to, say what? You usually try to do them obviously with the breading, but otherwise naked with nothing right, on them, right? With no sauce or anything. I want I want to test the tenders solely on their own merit. Um, but I when you're in Nashville, you got a Nashville hot, so like. I'm not a wimp when it comes to hot food, but like, I I can't handle heat that well. So I was just like, yeah, thunder daddy. I was just like, let me let me go with the hot because there were like two levels above the hot. And she looked at me and she's like, "Honey, you can't handle the hot." And I'm like, "All right, well, since you challenged me, like, I'm gonna have to try it now." And dude, it lit me up, dude. It was it was no joke hot. I've got. I was in Nashville. The end of December going into New Year's week or yeah, New Year's Day, Eve, week, whatever you want to call it. It was like two two days before, day before New Year's Eve. And we didn't want to go to Prince's because it was late. So we went and it, to, it, it's far out from like where downtown far out. is. I, it's not we were, in downtown. By we were told it was in a sketchy place to go at, at night. So we went yeah. to Hattie B's and I got... I was the I got the one that was two levels away from the hottest. My buddy got the one right under me, but then we bought one tendy of I think it was called Shut the Cluck Up. That's the okay, yeah. that's what the level of hot was called. And <laughs> obviously we ate all we had first before we dove into this one. So we just like cut off a piece because we weren't just gonna go bite into this thing. We're not rookies in that regard, but. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I was yeah. crying. I had snot falling out of my nose. I was borderline <laughs> hyperventilating. It was ridiculously hot. And yeah. we were like, the line for this place wrapped all the way around the outside of the building. You got to wait for it. it. It takes dedication. Oh, we waited for at least an hour and a half. But we were sitting by the door. So the line, like everyone's just watching us. And all they see is me crying like hysterically crying with this shut the cluck up tender tendy sitting in my basket. So they just think that I've ate like five of these and they're like, he's handling it surprisingly well, but that looks way too hot. Like that looks painful. And I'm <laughs> hysterically crying. Like my buddy and then the other uh, girl we were with were looking at me like, I don't not sure if he's going to be okay. Like we might not make it out tonight. It was yeah. awful. <laughs> See, I can't even handle like, like once you get like too many steps above mild and like Buffalo Wild Wings sauce, I'm just like done for. It's just that Midwest shitty palate. I'm like, I'm Polish, so there's not really any spice <laughs> in our food. It just kind of tastes like cauliflower and cabbage all the time. So like. So, like, I'm not a big spice guy. I'm more of a flavor guy. So, I can't uh, – like, when I lived in – when I lived in Austin, it was awful because people, like, there's plenty of, like, hot chicken food trucks and all that kind of stuff. And people, mm -hmm. like, like, yeah, can I, like, just not do the that part? Can I just basically have, like, a chicken tender, please? Yeah. And so, like, look at me like I'm some kind of idiot or some <laughs> kind of weird person. And I was like, no, like – you don't understand. I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> like, but, um, so now I know I did notice that in one of them, you talk about the wiggle, the wiggle. Yeah. Talk to me about the, talk to me about that a little bit. What does that mean in the scoring for you? Cause you know, I, you know, you said I, in one of them, I don't remember. Oh, pit stop. I think was more like a nugget. Um, yeah. And so that one, I, I was, I wondered how many kind of points were taken off because it was more of a nugget rather than a tendy with no wiggle. Right. So 
it, it's a debate that I don't even know the answer for whether I should count nuggets in with chicken tenders. Like they're, I think they're slightly different ball game. Um, but with the wiggle itself, I don't think, I don't think it being a nugget really took away from the points. It was such a surprise to go to a Toyota dealership and they serve chicken tenders there. Like I, that's something I had to check out and it was just a surprise and it was surprisingly decent. But, um, I, I'm not, I'm not a cook by any means. Like I'm trying to become more familiar with the process of like actually frying chicken tenders and what goes into breading. So I can, instead of just tasting a tender, be like, Oh, this is good. It's crunchy. I want to be able to tell like what's in the breading or whatnot. And, um, so one of my friends, he's, he's pretty decent at cooking up uh, different meats and whatnot. And he told me he was grilling chicken, um, which is a different story, but, um, he told me, uh, a way to tell if it's, you know, before it gets dry is, um, you can hold it and it still has its own integrity, but it just bends a little bit. You said when it gets stiff, you know, it's dried out. You've cooked it for way too long. Um, so I thought the wiggle was a way for me to show like if the meat inside was well cooked, if it yeah. doesn't like it could, it could be to like, you know, there's too much breading and it's too stiff. But a lot of times if attendee is like just standing up straight and there's no wiggle to it, no give, it's probably been overcooked and it's a little dry on the inside. That's a lot of, that's some serious chicken science right there, man. Yeah. Just call me Bill Nye of Tendies. <laughs> I need that in the next video. I needed it. So you've got oh, two catchphrases. Uh, yes. You got "What's up, my nuggets," and you've got "Thank the Lord and bless the cook." Yeah. Where did these two catchphrases come from? Um. So, <laughs> "What's up, my nuggets?" It actually just happened organically. Like on my first ever video, it was a video at of this place called Iris Chicken and Greer, which is sadly closed right now. Um, but they're looking to reopen a new location. They're one of the best tenders you can find in the Greenville area. Um, it was the first uh, review I did video wise. And I was walking up to the camera and I really didn't think like I need a catchphrase, but what's up my nuggets just kind of came out and um, it just kind of stuck. Um, the thank the Lord and bless the cook. That is actually a story behind that. Um, I grew up in a um, in a church in a family that went to church regularly, and my grandpa was, you know, my pastor my whole entire life. And um, we would go out to eat, and every time uh, before we left the restaurant, um, he I, I just heard him under his breath say, "Thank the Lord and bless the cook." And um, I just it, my grandpa's like a hero for me in my life, and um, I just thought that was a way to you know, honor him and just show my thankfulness for the meal that I got. So those are kind of the, how those two catchphrases started. I don't this think I can ever. Father's Day, man. I mean, be doing this to me. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Holy crap, man. I didn't think we'd get deep. Like coming off of Father's Day, I'm like, oh my God, you're going to make me, you're going to make me cry. Holy shit. <laughs> That wasn't the right thing to say after your grandfather's a pastor, but wow, like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, wow, that is like, I'm like, <laughs> chicken tenders here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Gosh, Whew. Wow, oh man, sorry, you are. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like choking back tears, man. It, I'm is. By from the way you're talking, it sounds like your grandfather's no longer with us. Is that correct? Yeah, um, he he was battling cancer uh, for a couple years, and he passed away back in 2013. Um, but he, I mean, I still strive to be half the man he was, you know. Um, yeah. But that was just a small way that, you know, it it sounds silly during the review or whatnot, but I mean. I, I truly am thankful for every meal that I get. And um, that's just a small way for me to show it, you know? Wow. I mean, no, that is actually, that's really cool because people, especially like people don't always like, there's always little things behind, behind the person, behind the person, behind the mask kind of things. Right. And right. I think that's really cool. Um, like I said, like choking me up over here. It's insane. 
over chicken tenders. But, um, so with you traveling for work, do you like, are, are we going to be looking out for like expanding our horizons here or like, or do you try to like just kind of keep it to Greenville? Cause I know you mentioned kind of going outside. Yeah. Uh, like the going, doing the one in the airport and that kind of stuff. But yeah. So I try to keep my reviews on Tuesday and Thursday every week. Um, sometimes I'll do like a surprise on the weekend, depending on, you know, if I go somewhere that I think would be a good review. So I have to go everywhere with my mask with me. Um, but, um, yeah, my, my primary focus right now is the Greenville area. Um, just to find where the best attendee is in the Greenville area. But I don't know if, if, if I travel and a lot of my traveling is for weeks at a, t- or a week at a time. So, um, that's just a way for me to keep true to my Tuesday, Thursday commitment that I've tried to make. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really, I'm not going to try to focus and try to tell people like you got to travel all the way to Colorado to try this tender, but I don't know. I'm there and maybe someone in Colorado will see it and they'll be like, huh, let me try that place out. Yeah. You know, that's awesome, dude. <clears throat> I'm, I'm absolutely in on tender daddy. Also, I do have to say this before we start moving on to the next topic, but your first video under the student union umbrella, you fumble, you fumble. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a rookie move on my part. That was tough. Just the box just right um, on the ground. Yeah, I was, uh, I was fortunate that there weren't any tendy casualties, but they all remained in the box. Um, the ranch didn't go too far out of its um, confinement. So um, thankfully, thankfully the tendies were intact. But it was definitely oh, a rookie yeah. move on my part. <laughs> Showing butterfingers. We didn't need a tendy funeral in episode one under the student oh, union no. branch. <laughs> That that would have been a bad move on my part. <laughs> oh, that would be a hell of a video, though. <laughs> oh god, I would have cried. Uh, so wait, do you? So do you have like? Are you? Do you pretty much like you do it and uh, you do it and put it out same day, or do you have a couple backlogged? A like, lot of them are. A lot of them are done the same day. Um, during the quarantine, I used up a lot of them that I had in storage. Um, but um, I'm trying to build up my uh, uh, the the reviews in the vault, if you will. Um, but yeah. a lot of them are done the same day. That's awesome. It's great content, and so that's where it's just like I'm so glad you're under the umbrella. I'm so glad you're here, tender father. Uh, you know, I've got thanks, two things before we move on to the cryptids. <laughs> 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 Oh no! Hey, when you're in Chicago, I need a review of Harold's Chicken Shack. Okay, I'll, that, I'll definitely do that. That needs reviewed. And B, this is we've gone over this in the Slack, but it needs <laughs> to get put out to the general public. Sure. You have Canes, you've got Bojangles, and you've got Zaxby's. Who has the best tenders? Tendies. Yeah. So for me, it's it's not even a question. Like, a Canes has the best tendies. Um, I, Let's go. There's there is not a Canes around me. Like the first time I had Canes was in that review I did when I was in Los Angeles, and I ended up eating there twice that day, um, because it was so good. But um, I grew up. I mean, Zaxby's was my favorite restaurant. Like, that's just what's been around, been available to me. And uh, Bojangles, like, I don't really think of Bojangles as, like, good – they definitely have good tenders, but I go to Bojangles more for the biscuits, you know. Um, those biscuits are hard to beat. Um, but, yet yeah, between the debate of those three with Tendy Strictly, like, it's hard to beat Canes. Like, it, it's, it's so good, and I wish there was one closer to me. My guy. I just don't My know. My guy. <laughs> I thought Zaxby's was atrocious. Um, Zaxby's was so overrated. Yeah, I mean, I still, love it. I still love it, and I still support them because, I mean, they've been around 
since I can remember, but, um, man, we need some canes in Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> well, well, we got to get to, maybe we can get them, uh, you know, we can get them down there for you. Maybe start our own student union yep. franchise. There's, canes. I'll shout out, I'll shout out one of my nuggets, actually. Um, his name's Cameron Sloot. Um, he, he like is friends with some PGA tour golfer or maybe, um, you know, he's going through like the Q school or whatever, but his sponsor is Canes and he's like friends with him. So like on every single one of my reviews, he's tagged that golfer and he's tagged the CEO of Canes. And he like, whenever I rank something that I ranked higher than Canes, he is just furious. And he's just like, we need to fix this. Like give Tinder daddy a Canes right next to his house. So um, there's a little bit of movement, but yeah. I think we can have some movement there because I don't know if you know this, but Harrison is a, a golfer and has a lot of golf connects. Okay. <laughs> the fact that a golfer can get sponsored by Canes, I didn't know this was even possible. I am nowhere near good enough to try a mini tour circuit, but I think I just have to start grinding because I need a Canes sponsorship. Like I need air to breathe. Like Hoppe needs Trulies to survive. I need a cane cane sponsorship. Yeah, I couldn't imagine a better sponsorship. I can't either. I'm just drowning in tendies. Uh, you gotta go with the double double Texas toast. Throw that coleslaw to the, the side. Double up the toast for me. Yeah. The bread and then that cane sauce. Oh, I wanna I wanna try cane sauce alongside Zach's sauce. Um, yeah, dynamic the, combo right there. That's like yeah, Penny wanna, and Shaq. Yeah, I really want to try them next to each other other than like states apart on different days. Um, I mean, to, to, I'm not a big sauce guy, um, but I mean, to my – I'm not the sauce dad or anything, but like they were kind of similar, but maybe side by side I could tell which one's superior. Sauce father. <laughs> I respect that. All right. Should we talk – Hold on. I'm going to – plug tender daddy's merch real quick he told me before we start recording that he's pretty much sold out but there is another shipment on the way and he'll get it at some point if you guys love love the tender daddy which i don't understand how you wouldn't he's got a ray mysterio mask on he's ripping stogies (laughs) and what do you say he's sipping whiskey and he rates he rates tendies how what is not to like about this man If, if you like the tender daddy buy his merch when it comes back in stock i'm buying a tender daddy shirt i'm i might wear it every day it's the most <laughs> fire merch i've ever seen in my life it tops 99 percent of what barstool has in its store man thank you thank you can i ask for uh for a special request uh where it's oh it's a onesie for a baby and it just says little nugget or little nuggets yeah, uh, I could. Or I could definitely look a into little that. nugget for my daughter. Yeah, I could definitely look into that for you. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we might have to cut that fuck yeah, but that was pretty. No, I would be. I would be. <laughs> in. Please, everybody, go check out Tender Daddy on Instagram. You, you, you're just mainly Instagram, right? Yeah, right now, um, it's just Insta- my Instagram page, but um. I'm looking to expand into Twitter with this uh, little team up action. So be looking for that pretty soon. Oh. Love it. Tender underscore daddy. He's your man. He's going to stick with us though here as we start talking cryptids. Harry, do you want to talk about you sending me this North American cryptids thing in the Snapchat? And then, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll intro this one. For those of you that don't know what a cryptid is, because I didn't until I looked at the map, it's basically all those quote-unquote mythical creatures, urban legends you hear about, such as Bigfoot, such as the Jersey Devil, such as the Loch Ness Monster, and news to me from looking at this map, the Chupacabra, which I totally thought was like an actual thing, and it was like a relative of like a donkey or something. No clue that this was some like goat destroying urban legend in Mm -hmm. Mexico. 
that well, it's a real thing. thing. So it's not well, just a legend. I don't know. I was watching a video on it before it eat, we hopped on it here. It goes sure like Tender Daddy eats tendies. <laughs> I was trying to get in contact with a um, someone who has seen a chupacabra in real life because I want them on the show to discuss the chupacabra. But uh, it was a little short notice for this episode, so I'm going to keep working on that. We might come back to cryptids in the future to discuss Bigfoot sightings, chupacabra sightings. Let's look at this map. I'm going to have Liam put it, because I'm sure we're going to cut this some of this as a promo. There's so many of these, and they're like all over the place, and I've never heard of half of these. Like, uh, Tender Daddy, you've seen the map. South Carolina's got lizard man the lizard Do you know man. anything about lizard man so dude it's funny when i looked at the map yesterday um i totally forgot about the lizard it was something i was told in like second grade and uh they were talking about how it was somewhere up in like the upper state of south carolina and um and then evidently there's been this conspiracy about how people have been walking around with lizard man footprints and been intentionally putting them in the dirt like I heard about this in second grade and it's something I kind of forgot about, like almost thought of it as a, maybe it was a dream that I heard about it, but was reaffirmed when I saw that map. <laughs> it's definitely not a common talk around here, but I definitely have heard of the lizard man. Have you heard of any like lizard man sighting stories? Sadly, I have not. I haven't met anyone that's claimed to have met the lizard man. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Over in my neck of the woods, it looks like on this map that they've got Frogman over by Detroit. But um, after research, Frogman is an Ohio thing. It has three uh, sightings, four, but one guy like backtracked like 60 years later, which I'm sure the FBI came after him or something and caused him to like withdraw his statement. Frogman, mm. terrifying from the description. Yeah absolutely terrifying it's like this leathery like human-sized frog-headed thing and all the reports it's like it's been seen on like the side of a road and then this couple in 2016 in cincinnati saw one like walking toward them out of the water and no one believes it because they're like no frogman's only been seen in rural areas how do we know there's not multiple frogmen how do we know there's not frogmen living in ponds and rivers and lakes and whatnot in Cincinnati? How do we not know that? You can't just fucking shivers. You can't just. You can't there's just, a lot of water in Wisconsin, boys and girls. <laughs> Wisconsin has the beast of Bray Road, which I think it's Wisconsin. I didn't actually like Google yeah, this to to see. Yeah, Papa said he'd never even heard of him. So what a fake Wisconsinite he is. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So okay, go ahead, Tender. Well, I, I'm trying to remember the map uh, from memory. Uh, there was one that was terrifying looking in the Oklahoma area. Skinwalker. Like yeah, that could – all right, first – Let me tell you about Skinwalker, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, easily the most terrifying one on the map. So, I had to I had to do the research because, like, they're all pretty much the same. Like, it looks like, like any lake monster looks like – it's like a dinosaur that isn't a lake. Otherwise, you have a lot of Sasquatch-esque or, like, beast, beast man, like, wolf-looking man things. And then you have, like, Mothman and Frogman, that kind of stuff. There's, like, they're all pretty much the same. And then you have this skimwalker who is this fucking, like, like scoliosis for a spine-looking <laughs> thing. And, like, I so I did more research, and... What I got was, because it's located in uh, New Mexico, is the Navajo, the Hopi, um, Indians, and there was one other that I'm missing out on, and I feel really bad for missing out on. Um, and basically, it started as the, a skinwalker was, like, basically they thought of as a witch who, um, like, could shapeshift. And a lot of the, like, drawings and the descriptions of this uh, skinwalker is basically like manly sh man shaped um and like basically like a we like wolf headed type monster with like like you know essentially like wolf like hair 
So kind of like Sasquatch, but it, it basically looks like if you start, if you were like wearing like a wolf's head over your head and like, like, you know, the hats uh, that used to be popular where they go over your head and they have the really long things and you can put your right. hands. Yeah. That's what it looked like. So then it was, I believe 2017 was the article with this picture i'm gonna make liam put it i don't know i actually don't want to give anybody's kids like um <laughs> like that because it's absolutely terrifying you send me the picture right now because i need to see this now yeah i will send you the picture as i talk about it but it is like uh let's see the article was from 2014 and it's exactly like the um the and so it says there was like an update like two years ago. So I might I might dive into that as I talk about it. But it's got like this. Um, it looks a lot more like an alien. Like you would think about when you think of Mexico, you think of Roswell. Dude. But like. <laughs> that was what exactly what I was just thinking. I was like, when you said alien, I was like, wasn't there like a UFO crash site right in this area? Yeah, mm. uh, but it's like yeah. So I just sent it to you. Yeah. Um, it is holy shit! Yeah, what the? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a disgusting image. Oh, <laughs> and uh, it's crazy town because it's the only this KRQE. I don't even want to talk about it because this, this is the only like this is. Like, this is the only news outlet that reported this story that apparently was shared thousands of times within a few hours on Facebook uh, at the time. Like it is, it looks exactly like the picture on the map. And I like, I don't know. It looks like, it looks like an anorexic ape with scoliosis. That's exactly what I was thinking. Actually, my <laughs> first thought was the one on the map looks like the lady in SpongeBob who's in the wheelchair when they're selling chocolates and she's like, chocolates? That's what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so then there's more. So, and then there was in January of this year, I was looking up more research and history.com had an article titled how Skinwalker Ranch became a hotbed of paranormal activity, which is just, I don't, I can't, I can't get behind. Yeah, I can't get behind that. <laughs> the, the, the intro, the intro sentence is: reports persist of UFOs, crop circles, cattle mutilation, and shape-shifting creatures impervious to bullets. Yeah. This is my nightmares, man. That's enough to keep me from Oklahoma. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? No, I'm I dude, so basically my theory is that there is one of these skinwalkers which is actually an alien and it escaped the government when this UFO crashed in Roswell and it's still on the loose and the aliens know that it's still on the loose. I sound like a lunatic right now. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's what truly does to you. Drink responsibly. <laughs> the, the aliens know that this thing is still down here, and they're just coming back trying to bring it home. Mm. So, well, <laughs> the thing is, is that this this Skinwalker Ranch is located. It it sounds like in Utah, which is not the same place as this KRQE um, in New Mexico. I don't want to. I don't even want to say it. Let's well, see. on the map. The skinwalker is in Arizona. No, or is that New Mexico? No, oh, it's no, New that Mexico. is New Mexico. No, no, Sorry. Awful geography. No geography. That's all. The, the, Mogol, the Mogollon monster is in Arizona. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I can't. Oh, God. I can't <laughs> with this thing. Absolute nightmare fuel. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Oh God! I really, I really can't tell you people enough. Just like I, I'd rather you not research it because, like, there's a closet door in here that I'm kind of eyeing up and like terrified to like go open it. <laughs> not being told- <laughs> I was watching Bigfoot 
like stories before this and I had my my blinds open and I was like, I have to go close these things. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we don't know, man. They're cryptids. They well, could be real. When I was watching, when I was researching this beforehand, it made me remember. So I'm, I live in Michigan and maybe like 30 minutes eat. I've never eaten. So west, 30 minutes west. <laughs> <laughs> on US on US 12 in Constantine, Michigan. There's this road called Purgatory Road, and off of it, there's this woods called Purgatory Woods. In that woods, Al Capone had a safe house that is still there today, at least the foundation of it. Most of it has been burned to the ground. Um, but Al Capone had a safe house there, said to live in Purgatory Woods is this thing called Goatman, which, as the name suggests, is a goat man <laughs> with like oh. these like glowing red eyes. And it's like there's a section of the woods where it's said to live, but it's but like you can't find find his home when you're looking for it. You can only like accidentally stumble upon it. But it's said that whoever like stumbles upon it you never see from them again see them again never hear from them they're gone assuming they get eaten by the goat man get me out of this fucking country man <laughs> also some people in high school that i knew said that they were like snooping around that woods once and like came into like a clearing that had like an open field or something and they think they stumbled upon a clan meeting so this woods has all kinds of weird stuff going on in it. Mm. Yeah, you got Capone, you got Goatman. It's called Purgatory, and the clan is there. That's no. three strikes. You're out. Part of me, part of me, truly believes that like there's like these deep state. Like if you look up deep state, it's mostly political stuff. <laughs> That's um, where you find Frank these days. <laughs> Yeah, which is where you find our boy Blue Frank, um, <laughs> but like, but like, there's part of me that believes out there that the government knows a lot more than they do, and like, you know, all of these things are real and like are being hidden from us, and because we can't handle it, because obviously, like, clearly from my emotions, I can't. Um, so, I like want to research these things, and then there's a point where it's like, no, I don't want to know. I can't, I can't, I can't, like, my head cannot, like, can't, like, the capacity is not there, I, I can't, like, work through my emotions, I'm not, like, no, I can't, nope, well, nope, 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 I think it's uh, Tanzania, that's a place in Africa or something, right? There's said to be, like, this, it's this cat, and it's gray, to me, it kind of looks like a like a leopard or a jaguar or something, but it's this gray cat. It's said to be like twice the size of a lion with like twice the strength of a lion. And the first report was of this old like English scientist who was like studying in Tanzania. He said he like watched this thing like maul a village. And like they know that it's real because they got hair samples of it. And it's like this unidentified gray feline that they can't catch. And then this hunter went to hunt it and he never found it, but he found its footprints and more hair samples to match the ones that they collected from like the village mauling. So there's this cat, like double the size of a lion with double the strength strolling through Tanzania that no one's been able to find. Oh no fucking thing. <laughs> it makes me uh it makes me happy to be in South Carolina where the only thing I have to worry about is a lizard man. <laughs> like I feel like the lizard man would be someone I could go out and enjoy a candy with. <laughs> I'm not going to go find a skinwalker or some Tanzanian cat of death. <laughs> <laughs> Tanzanian cat of death. <laughs> You're gonna- Oh, when you God. say lizard man, I think of uh, what is it? The Amazing Spider-Man Two, with uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> with the second Spider-Man, not yeah, uh, 
that alligator Andrew thing Garfield or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think of that. Or in the sewers. Also, just happens to I happened to see this article today. It was published today when we happened to be talking about cryptids, but there was a new Loch Ness monster sighting. When it, they've said this is either the second or third best photo ever taken of the Loch Ness monster, and it happened this week. I had the photo on my phone right now. I'll also send this to Liam. And the guy who took it is like also like backtracking on this. So you have to think that the FBI, the Scottish government, someone like got a hold of them and was like, hey, we can't let the public know this thing is actually real because A, we're going to either, they're either going to try to kill it or they're going to freak the heck out. And then, because like if you can confirm the Loch Ness Monster is real, you can pretty much say that all of these other alleged sightings over the years are real. But the, he's trying to say that's like some kind of like, eight foot catfish or something i don't think eight foot catfish are a thing especially looking at this photo it looks like yeah you signed me the picture and that was complete horseshit (laughs) and like you i'm like kind of out on most of these things like i kind of think most of them are bs but i'm full in on nessie always have been full in on nessie this is like the one urban legend conspiracy that i can go all in on a Loch Ness monster so this photo to me, I just I was sitting at work and I was just like, "Holy hell!" Like, <laughs> like there's a lot. Yeah, Tender Daddy, I need you to get inside and board up your fucking windows. <laughs> Protect Tender Daddy at all costs. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of ways to reinforce my house. You're looking around <laughs> right now. You're like lizard man is watching me. <laughs> well, there yeah. across the road from me, I'm I'm outside right now because i have a roommate that's asleep and he has to wake up super early for work but like across the road from me is a new apartment complex and there's just like i guess it's like kids that um you know volunteer to take the trash out and but they're little kids and the trash bags are bigger than their bodies and they're just sprinting around with these bags um i'm just Mm -hmm. praying it's not a skinwalker We can't lose tender dirty tender daddy this early. Don't worry, man. I'm, I'm keeping an eye out. <laughs> oh man, I don't fucking swivel. Imagine <laughs> what kind of numbers this podcast would do if while we're recording, Lizard Man just full on attacks tender daddy outside. <laughs> we oh, decided God, on don't video say that. here. <laughs> I'll definitely Not- put up the ratings. <laughs> TMZ would pass millions. <laughs> this would do numbers. Yeah, Liam it's would been make, a fun run. Liam would make millions. Then we probably have to get witness protection. And that would really suck. Brandon would be so pissed that he sold the site to Liam. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, All right. Man. Can we talk a little quick golf uh, yeah. to kind of – Well, before we, before we get into golf, let me just say that, yes, we know that baseball is back. It happened a few hours ago. We were planning on recording a second podcast on Thursday. That may still happen with some baseball dudes to talk solely baseball and its return, plus Hoppa's rec league and whatnot. But uh, we don't know if that's going to happen yet. We're aware that baseball is back. We're not really touching on it right now. I'm sure we'll get into it either Thursday or next Tuesday. For now, we're just talking cryptids, golf, and tendies. Could I, uh, could I also share something that I saw on TV yesterday? Of course. Um, yes, it was the first time I saw it. So, like, the PBA is going on, the bowling league. And um, have you all ever heard of the strike derby? No. So, this year was their first annual strike derby. Um it happened maybe two or three weekends ago. Um, and basically like how baseball does their home run derby, these bowlers have two minutes and just three lanes and they have to sprint from lane to lane, trying to get as many strikes as they can. Um, <laughs> and there were like three or four rounds of elimination. So the person, the final two people went through like four rounds of them sprinting for two minutes, throwing bowling balls as fast as they can. And these bowlers aren't used to sprinting. And the guy that won, his name was Chris Prather. Um, and by the time he, like, got his trophy, he was just drenched in sweat. They were trying to interview him, but he couldn't catch his breath. Like, it was one of the more electric things I've seen in a month or so. That Holy sounds shit. like the most electric sporting event that you could possibly put on TV. And since there's no, like, 
since there's no crowd, the crowd was literally the contestants sitting like off to the side. Um, <laughs> they have this backdrop where it's like their name with this intense graphic. It looked like they were about to drop in for Big Air in the X Games. <laughs> but yeah, PBA is going strong. So like, if y'all are trying to find a fix for sports, PBA is on the uprise. I think. Does Bovada have odds for PBA? They hey, dude, probably sure. don't tell people what's going on here. It's not official. What are you talking about? Did you not? I, Bovada is like the yeah. most used like online gambling site of all time. I thought you were referencing what I put in the chat. No, I'm not referencing anything, but now you are. So who's the one giving it away now? Well, yeah, but I thought you were giving it away. Golf. Oh, <laughs> um, well, it's, okay. I want to. I do want to say one thing. It's super funny to go from like the least, the probably one of the least athletic sports out there, <laughs> and start sprinting is hilarious. I'm gonna look this up as soon as we're done recording. Actually, I might look it up while we're recording. I can talk golf and watch this. I, I know golf. Um. All right, let's talk golf. We have the Travelers this week, um, one of the bigger tourneys we got out there. Coming off of a wild tournament um, last week that saw, what was it, like seven or the top ten scores were like, maybe it was like five five to seven scores were 20 under. The course was getting fucking bullied. (laughs) Yeah, the only person who couldn't have broke uh, 70 that day on that course would have been Hoppe. That's fucked up of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> I really am super mad you just said that shit. <laughs> um, you did have some money on the line this week, Hoppe. Who did you bet on? How the Holy cow, this is absolutely electric. This strike to everything is hilarious. Hoppa, <laughs> who did you have money on this week? How'd they finish? Uh, so I had money on Kevin Kisner, Xander Schauffele, and Colin Morikawa uh, to start on Thursday. Um, and not great out of those guys. Uh, I, Kisner got cut at like three under. Um, Schauffele was like five under to make the cut and then ended up, I'm pretty sure, even for the weekend or something like that. And more. Morikawa was he was he was like one or two under only. I know I think Friday or Saturday he got fucking murdered. He was like four over or something. And then Morikawa I think was like five to seven under. I don't remember. He kind of got lost in the sauce. And then on uh, Saturday morning I put the rest of the account balance on uh, Bryson to win after he got hot on Friday, which was a poor decision. Bryson, um, what was it? Uh, I saw the last so five straight starts uh, in a top ten. Um, have ended in a top ten. So um, Bryson's Bryson's fucking hot right now. Daniel Berger was there at the end again. JT um, with like a sixty-three or sixty-two on Sunday. Yeah, JT JT's playing some seriously good golf. Um, I mean, obviously he's really fucking good. He's like in the top 10 in the world. But I think like, he's in the top five in the world. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like people he just might be even top three in the world. I couldn't tell you, honestly, I just feel like he gets so lost in the sauce. Mm. Um, let's see girl golf world rankings. I think, he's like um, number but three. it was crazy town. This yeah. Rory, John Rahm and Justin Thomas right now. John Rahm sneaky. Sneaky number two golfer in the world, this psychopath. That's surprising. Webb Simpson up to fifth in the world. What the fuck? The dude has like seven woods in his bag. I think he plays like three hybrids. Dude, he fucking stripes it. Whatever works. He's like first in the FedEx Cup and like second in Ryder Cup points. Which, by the way, Ryder Cup postponed the 2021. It's at Whistling, so I don't know. 2021, you boys having to buy resale tickets for like 250 on SeatGeek, but hey. Now we're going to get credentialed. Credentialed, yeah. 
Shout out Liam. Liam buys yeah. a site. We get credentialed for the Ryder Cup. Not a golf <laughs> podcast. Not a golf podcast. We'll bring Tender Daddy along. We'll review the concession food at the Ryder Cup. Oh, yeah. my God. I what bet, an idea. I bet they got fire tendies. Hey, man. You know, I, actually, this is something funny. Where uh, I actually have chickens. Uh, my girlfriend's grandparents do, and we are butchering them this weekend. So, I'll let you oh. know. Dude, this guy bowling right now has the biggest forehead I've ever seen. <laughs> this is Alex from <laughs> Caller Daddy times 10. Sophia, you mean? I don't care. They're the same person. There's one guy There's one guy with the last name Troop. I can't remember his first name, but he has the most insane fro. Majestic afro. Yeah, it's he this has- dude. Look at Look at this guy. Yeah. Oh my god. He's he's had that Wait, do you see his forehead? He said he's had the afro since elementary school. And That's a lot of bowlers, a... a lot of bowlers go with that two-handed technique now. Which That's I not even a five of, head. That's a seven head. I feel like that would take up a lot of time in a a timed event. Yeah, dude. For sure. <laughs> what are we even talking about anymore? We were talking <laughs> golf. I got distracted by this dude's huge forehead. He got an amazing fro. This is the most conditioning these guys have probably done in their lives. No, no question. Oh, it has to be. Maybe like the conception of their children if they have kids. But other than that, this is the most wow. cardio these guys have ever done. Look at you with the with the words. <laughs> with the words. <laughs> Making me all uncomfortable. And <laughs> all right. This has gone on for probably an hour now, which is longer than we usually do, but Tender Daddy was straight electricity. The cryptids made for great conversation. And we just kind of got, we kind of got lost in the sauce with, with the bowling and the golf. I will say I'm picking Bryson to win the travelers. I'm picking him to win every tournament until he finally wins. So we can stop, just stop even asking me that, (laughs) you know, who doesn't get lost in the sauce. That is Tender Daddy. He eats them naked. He rates them one to 10. Just like just like Portnoy, no rookie scores. They always have the decimal tender daddy, the go-to resource on all of your tendy needs in Greenville, South Carolina. And wherever he travels for work, I mean, you've got to get those POS systems working. Honestly, you should come redo the POS system where I work because my boss is a straight out of the Flintstones. <laughs> That's another story. I think we can very well wrap up this episode of Lecture Hall presented by Student Union Sports. You got your boy, Shooter Sillings. I know Hoppa likes to call me Simpings, which might be a well-deserved nickname. But anyways, we got your boy, Big Hoppa, at Beastie Hops on Twitter. And of course, the Tendy Magician, the Tendy King, I guess. Hey, I was I'll, trying to think Tendy of Magician, more, that was tough. I was trying yeah. to think of something more <laughs> creative, but I lost it. Tender Daddy at Tender underscore Daddy on Instagram. Go follow him. Go watch his reviews. Buy his merch when it comes in. If he happens to get some baby onesies, say a little nugget on him. Buy those up. We will... Yeah. Be back Thursday, maybe. If you don't hear from us Thursday, you'll yeah. hear from us Tuesday. We have an interview coming uh, Tuesday's episode. We've got four-star quarterback from Wisconsin's class, 2021, Deacon Hill. We interviewed him last night. It was – honestly, it was pretty good. He was kind of tight at first because he was taking it serious, and then he realized that we're two aggressively mediocre podcast hosts <laughs> – absolute clowns he loosened up after the fact and then from there it was smooth sailing that was a long exit tender daddy i want you yeah hold on i want tender daddy to leave us with a with a thank you lord and bless the cook once we go so finish your outro and then tender daddy hit me with it okay my outro is over all right all right well thank you all so much for letting me join y'all on lecture hall it's been a pleasure and um Thank you, Lord, and bless the cook.
if you're if you're looking for a podcast and you're listening to Lecture Hall, tell them Tinder Daddy sent you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my